Welcome back to The Vibe. I am so stoked because I've been seeing this mega babe in the Hamptons magazines that are always on our kitchen counter when I get to the Hamptons on the weekends. And last week, I straight up saw Drea's feature and was like, I need to be her friend. So ladies and gents, never be afraid to reach out because now we are friends. I'm so excited to introduce to you one of Hampton's favorites and one of my favorites. I mean, you genuinely exude such a great energy and that's just through a photo. Seeing you share and speak truthfully was about all I needed to do to say hi to Drea. Drea, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Oh, you are so sweet. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I love your podcast. And I'm so happy you saw um, my column in Hamptons Magazine. It was the first summer um, that I was a contributing editor. So it was very exciting. Um, but I am the founder of Elise Collective, which is a creative brand building company um, in New York City. And we you know, really specialize in building a brand with a 360 approach. So, you know, everything from PR to brand partnerships, business development, social media, events, when we, you know, had events to go to. Um, <laughs> and we really, um, at least collective, focus on three different types of pillars when it comes to um, who our clients are. So, you know, that being female founders, most of our clients are, are female founders. It's really important to me, um, just to kind of lift other women up and help, you know, build their brands. Um, sustainability is really important as well as wellness. So Absolutely. you'll kind of, um, I'm sure you've seen like most of our clients are within the wellness uh, industry. And then, um, I'm the co-founder of the Ness, which is, um, a boutique, a boutique fitness studio, but also a digital platform. Um, we turned on digital when, you know, COVID hit. Um, Which we'll and, get into all things COVID related. Yes. <laughs> and we, um, we specialize in beat-based trampoline workouts and um, muscle sculpting. So I'm sure we'll get into it, but my love for the trampoline um, is very real. And um, I keep my ultimate my really good friend Francesca loves the trampoline workouts and I told her I'm literally like uh Gumby when I do it I like love trying every workout I'm a yoga instructor but every time I go on it I'm like literally off pace of like the instructor I'm like how does everyone hop on this right like I don't no, understand everyone always says that I mean I'm not a dancer <laughs> time I did it it's probably just such a disaster but like it's like helped my rhythm so much oh my god no I'm, um, I'm sure and your balance your friend Francesca Baker yeah oh I love her she's now McCormick she's married oh, she's McCormick great. now she's the she she's she's the best oh she does yeah I always see her doing it and I'm literally every time I'm like are you well are you yeah. did you fall off are you still on she's great no she is she, she I mean is she great. before COVID I mean once COVID struck she obviously no one could go anywhere but I actually feel like she may have bought a little trampoline I honestly yeah. think I, I could so see her doing that so one thing I need to ask you is how have you been doing through this crazy time in the world I find you to be super refreshing because you're always doing something upbeat and I really dig that whether it's surfing whether it's collaborating with someone whether it's having you time I just think it's been really wonderful to see somebody like you show how they have stayed mentally sane so I'd love for you to share that with us because it has been a crazy time and I love to ask people about that right now um so it's been I love you know I think I think it's so important um and you kind of 
touched on this a little bit just about being so real um just on on social media because you know Instagram is fake like yeah it, it really is it's like you see these pretty photos and what do you think everyone's just like living their best life and of course that's what we put out there but I think during COVID I um you know first off I have been in New York City uh, the entire time. You know, I went out east um, for the summer, but during the height of the pandemic, I was here uh, and I was alone. Um, oh my and, god! Uh, it was really, really rough. I mean, just from a personal and professional um, perspective, you know, the first thing brands cut is their marketing budget. And that's right. My business. Um, you know, we had a booming studio in Tribeca and we had to close it. So a lot of things were kind of, you know, crashing down. Um, and I think, um, you know, it was a really hard time, but I, and it still is, but I felt like I became so much stronger as an individual. Um, even though I had really bad days, um, I just, I felt, I felt like, you know, it's, it's you, you have to rely on, on yourself and, and figuring out how to adjust. Um, and you know, the, the beginning was hard. It was really hard on myself. Of course. Um, I, I don't think one person was not, I mean, it's really hard to go from going a mile a minute to literally taking it yeah. the opposite way back. You're like, what? Exactly. And I tried to make it, I, I tried to like take that into account and be like, this is a time I would never, ever let myself have. And so like what the, there's a luxury in that. Of course. Um, and I, what really kind of saved me was bookending my days. Um, you know, you couldn't, this is like when we were like on lockdown, so you couldn't, you couldn't do anything. Um, but what I would do is work out in the morning on my mini trampoline that I put in my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> Love it. And, um, and then I would go for a walk at the end of the day. So it was like two things that I had to do in some capacity. Um, and I have to say the walks around along the West side highway and in the West village, um, really gave me some sort of sanity because you saw people, you got fresh air, and it was like something I had to do. Um, so it became something I shared on social media and also just like internally, um, you know, very much <laughs> kept me sane. That's, a, um, that's, that's really important because, you know, I just feel yeah. like during this time, I, my own self, find myself in funks and I love hearing from other people because we're all in a funk. I don't care who you are. Every, even the most happiest human being has had a funk and it's important to hear how, what you may have done that may inspire somebody else to be like, let me buy a trampoline and jump around a bit. I literally convinced my mom two weekends ago to get rollerblades because she used to be amazing back in the day and she just got them again and just restarted. So you just like never know what like may make you happy again or like during a weird time, what might like inspire you to like go do something you did when you were a kid, like my mom. (laughs) Right. And I also think, you know, a lot of times I get asked the question, what is wellness to you? What does that mean? And I think over the years, it's definitely like changed, but I think just being able to kind of sit with ourselves, um, is, is hard, but it's also a luxury. And this time has, has given me, you know, more opportunities to kind of explore that, whether that's not, I mean, it's not fun work, but it's work we all need to do. Absolutely. Um, Um, has contributed to kind of what wellness like you know, means to me and, and keeps evolving. 
Absolutely. So since I did find you in the Hamptons magazine, how did you get involved with them? Because I will say it's hands down one of my favorite magazines because it's so relatable. I love seeing faces that I know, which are you, Kit Keenan, the Bickley sisters, and of course my best friend, Pamela Tick, my vibe of humans, which I love so much. How did you get involved with them? Um, You know, so over the years I was, you know, I did a couple like one-off features um, and I've been going God, out east for like eight plus years and it's really been a huge part of my business as well. And, um, the editor in chief, Annetta called me, um, in early spring and was like, what do you think about doing, um, or having a column? And I was like, sure. And she, you know, she was like, you know, I really want you to bring the wellness, um, kind of theme to it. And that was it. That was like, kind of the groundwork that I kind of got to run with it, which was so amazing. Um, and, you know, to go into why I named it Okarant by Drea is, this has been a concept that I've been toying with for a couple of years now, um, and I never dedicated the time to it. I was always looking for some, like, sort of creative outlet mm-hmm. um, where I could list all the things I liked, honestly, that I thought was cool um, and top of mind, um, whether that be a workout, a restaurant, a product. And so Okarant by Drea.com always existed, but it never was really, it never really <laughs> launched it. I never really did much with it. And so I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to bring that theme within wellness for Hamptons Magazine. So my column um, is called Okarant by Drea, like for Hamptons Magazine, where I share um, really what I think is the best and the coolest. Um, Which I honestly, I have to agree with because... I've looked at these magazines for four years and this is the first time I really was inspired to actually be like, oh my God, hi, I agree (laughs) with everything you're saying and I love these products and I love this and you seem really chill and cool and that's like not something that you can easily feel, in my opinion, you can't feel that from just a picture or a person, but seeing your favorites and the things almost made me be like, oh, I feel like I like know this girl. (laughs) <laughs> love that that's such great feedback and now you can now you know I don't know if you saw recently but I just did a project with Nordstrom I um, did I want I wanted you to talk about that yes um <laughs> where I took the same Oakland by Drea concept um and curated within Nordstrom so I picked you know my favorite products and that's leisure wear um and we actually put together a physical pop-up out in Montauk for a couple days um in collaboration with the Ness um and doing socially distant school classes it looked it looked amazing it looked beautiful and it looked Um, so safe yes (laughs) safety was like is is I mean safety and wellness go so hand in hand obviously so seeing one it says volumes that that it was so safe and that I only heard the positives about it because we see so many of these events that are going on and I get it I feel everyone I too want to I'm dying to have a yoga event again I'm I'm dying for it but to see events and you know I saw it from Kit's story and I was just like it's really nice to see that it's really only like 15 people and it's not a favoritism thing this is this is just business and it's just that's how it is now and it was just nice to see that it's nice to know that you care and that you care about people's safety and well-being yeah, that was my strategy with the marketing around it, um, was to be 
very upfront and very um, vocal about it being socially distant sculpt class. Yeah. Uh, we have no equipment. Um, and, you know, you could bring your own mat and towel. Hero Beach Club, which was our incredible partner, um, or is our incredible partner, provided towels. And then we had, you know, waters and, and wellness goodies and all of that kind of stuff. But it was very important to me to be straightforward and vocal about our marketing because it is socially distant sculpt. And, you know, like people were so grateful. I mean, they, it was, uh, my friend Zoe at Well and Good did a story on her um, experience because she was like, it was my first group fitness class since March. Right. And the energy that you feel and like the things that you kind of, you know, forget about just working out in your home with your screen, um, you really can't, um, there's no comparison to that. So it was, it was great to see all the people come out and really embrace it, you know? Um, of course. I was, I was I mean, obviously jealous. But I I understand. (laughs) Like, these moments make me feel just like, I just can't wait until the day we can do it. But I'm so glad that it was nothing but positive and super safe. I wouldn't have wanted to be there just to be like, I was here, I was here. It was, like, so special that it actually was so safe and that you could probably do another one because of how it did go about. Because you hear of all these events going on that can't happen again because they were done so badly. So We did it... um we're doing it. We're still doing it um, all of September um, every Thursday at Hero. Oh, that's and amazing! A partnership with the new Rockaway Hotel, um, which actually officially opens this weekend, which that's is amazing. So incredible! So it'll be on the rooftop there, and then we are at Spring Place on Tuesday mornings. Amazing! Um, so we should do a workout together. One hundred, one hundred percent. Like no doubt about it. It's like you feel good. We got to get it in before it becomes winter. I mean, listen, (laughs) I'm all here for it. I teach privates out in the Hamptons and sometimes it's a family of seven. So like I kind of have had the feeling of like group fitness again. And I'm like, oh, thank God for the feeling. But I am so, I'm I'm all here for wearing a mask. I think it's very, listen, I don't think I could do a Barry's boot camp in a mask, but I can definitely do a nice sculpt class, socially distanced. I'm all here for like, I'm all New York City strong. I'm sure you are too. Like, I'm exactly. not leaving. I don't want to leave. So I'm going to make it all work. And if that means me and you putting ourselves out there and being like, guys, it's fine. Do the sculpt outside. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll meet in the park. It's totally fine. I'm with yeah. you on that. So I want to get deeper into you. And I know that you already mentioned the Elise Collective and the Ness, but we're going to get into you. So you are the founder and CEO of the Elise Collective. Prior to the Elise Collective, you were doing PR and communications for some of the top fashion houses like Calvin Klein, Topshop, Ralph Lauren, and you also helped establish a fashion tech startup. You co-founded The Ness, an exclusive boutique fitness studio, which you also just said is digital now as well. And your list is pretty admirable and long. I would love for you to tell us how you got started and so established. And lest we not forget, I found this beauty and light in the Hamptons magazine. So I'm not the only person who obviously finds you admirable. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, you know, I, gosh, I feel like it's, feels like it's been so long ago. But, um, you know, I started my career in traditional fashion PR, um, I am originally from San Francisco, so I, um, you know, moved to New York to intern a summer before I graduated college, and I um, 
interned at Giorgio Armani and Bottega Veneta in their PR departments, um, which was like incredible. And then after moved to the city and, um, you know, I'll go into this just because I know probably your listeners are, you know, on the younger side yes. in terms of like, you know, figuring out what they want to do. And I remember getting, you know, fashion PR is so insane. It's like, they want you to start the next day. And I hadn't moved back to New York yet. And I was looking for an apartment and I was getting some interview, um, calls and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to move. This apartment came through. It was, you know, like a four bedroom, um, with a, a bunch of friends. And, um, so I just went for it and I got, um, a very small loan from my parents and, <laughs> um, Actually, the day I landed, I interviewed at a small agency, Paul Wilmot Communications, um, and ended up getting the job that day because they needed so much help because Fashion Week was like the next week. So I started there um, on more of a freelance basis before I went to Calvin Klein in-house and did PR there. Um, And, you know, that was my you know, it's very, it's corporate, but it was still so cool because of Kevin Klein collection still did the runway shows. And then there's so many different avenues within the business, um, of, you know, CK one and the underwear and jeans and, you know, it's just like, it's huge. Um, and so, you know, from there I went to Ralph Lauren, um, which was, I mean, it's incredible because it's such an amazing, iconic American brand, such an iconic Um, brand, such an iconic brand. Yeah. I mean, both are, but like, Yes. Uh, uh, Ralph Lauren like sits with me a little more. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then when a recruiter called me about Topshop, um, I was so excited, but also not really looking. I hadn't been in Ralph Lauren that long. Um, but the Ralph Lauren job was kind of lateral. Um, and Topshop, you know, is headquartered in London. And so their team is so small. So like, you know, um, spots don't really open up that often. And, um, It ended up being such an incredible experience. You know, I went to London Fashion Week twice a year. um, That's amazing. And and it was we we launched Topshop in the U.S. Like it wasn't in the U.S. yet. So wow, um, it just it had just opened. Sorry, but still, it was a Um, brand new. I remember when Topshop came out. Huge deal. Because I studied Um, abroad when it was there abroad, and I was like, oh my god, this place is the best. Right. And then it came the next year, and I was like. Amazing. Yeah. Wish people could see our reaction. We're FaceTiming right now. <laughs> yeah, it had such a cachet. And, like, you could only find certain things at, like, the one in London. Anyways, um, and then, um, again, a, re- a recruiter um, reached out about this interesting startup. And, you know, I kind of run my course at Topshop. I mean, it's it's incredible, but it's also you report to London. So the creativity um, on the U.S. side is very limited. Right. Uh, and, you know, the tech space is something I always wanted to learn more about. And this is when all of the startups were the shoppable, um, you know, apps were, were launching. And there was this amazing position at a startup called Keep, um, which was a fashion, um, it was like a shoppable Pinterest. And, um, you know, I remember I, on one of my like first days, you know, I walked in in heels and it was all like engineers um, and developers and there was no one really that had any background in fashion even it was a fashion platform um so it was really cool to kind of come in and build a team and and get the fashion industry on board with the platform and I kind of became the keep girl in all senses of, of the word in terms of you know my apartment became shoppable I did all these features around 
um, you know, myself and dropping my outfits and kind of like any way I could to have the consumer understand what we were doing. Um, and so I was there director of communications for a year and a half, I think, um, or maybe a little bit longer. And one day you guys, one day I walked into work and they were like, this is everyone's last day. And I was like, excuse me. Um, what? Like I have a fashion, I have a fashion week partnership with CFDA in two months. I have an event with the surf Montauk in two days. What? I was, you know, I was young and I took it so personal and I, you know, was, I was devastated because here I really brought everything into this, you know, this job. And I tell this story just because I think it's important, um, for, you know, especially during this time, right? Because so many people, I know so many people have lost their jobs and it's like the end of the world and it is so devastating. I'm not, I'm not, um you know, saying it's not, but what happened after that is something that I don't know would have happened if, if I hadn't gotten, you know, laid off. And, you know, that, that summer, um, you know, I still did the event because it was like my contacts and really what I felt was right, uh, to do. And then, you know, a couple of days later I started consulting for the surf lodge and, I didn't, I just knew in my heart, I didn't want to go back to a nine to five fashion PR job. It wasn't inspiring me. I wasn't felt like I had hit my plateau with learning. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out what I want to do. Um, I don't want to rush it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like get back into this like pattern. And this was like six years ago and I had already, you know, paid for my share house in Montauk and, um, I decided to Airbnb my apartment and like just stack up some extra money to make sure I had that luxury to figure out what I wanted of to course. do. Of course. Very and, smart. And then the rest is kind of history in terms of how Elise Collective started. So like, really, really best. quickly, what like in yeah. your brain was like, was like, cause I, cause we could, I can like feel that you're ready to answer my question without me even saying, but what in your brain was like, I'm going to do things my own way now. And I'm done doing things the way I have for the last four years. And I have the, I know what, I know my own self-worth. Like when did, like, how did that, like, how did that come about? And like, I'm all about that energy of being like, I, I fucking got this. Like, I don't need all of your guys' help anymore. Like I've got this. So like, and that goes with the Elise Collective. So like, how did, like, when were you like, fuck it, I'm doing my own thing. Like, so you know what's funny <laughs> is I don't know if I had that moment. I, and I still don't know if I had that moment. I, I mean, I do, I guess now, yes, I, I, I do, but it was more of a, it really organically evolved. Like I, I really leaned on some incredible mentors. Um, and that led me to, you know, have more confidence to do my own thing. I think what really hit hard with me was wanting to work with certain brands and people mm-hmm. and that goes into why I started Elise Collective. It really, I have to write, I personally have to be in love and obsessed with the brand person thing that I'm representing. There were so many, you know, for, there's so many companies out there that somehow represent, you know, a lotion, a, a mattress company, and then, you know, like a workout. And I'm like, how do these, I don't understand. How do you, how are you in all these different industries? They all don't all go together. Um, and it's really important to me to have 
a crew of uh, clients or brands, whatever you want to call it, that can all collaborate together that are very like-minded and that I love. Absolutely. Um, can be looked at as, you know, I don't know, selfish, but I, if I'm going to do my own thing, it's on my own. My it's, own it's, you should be um, self. It's your, it's your, it's you. You should be selfish. <laughs> but I think the one, I mean, mentors are so, so important. Um, and that summer at Surf Lodge, you know, I, was working with Jay Cardoso, who owns the Surf Lodge, but also Google Play Music was launching that um, summer with a huge sponsorship. Wow. Um, Hillary Neff, who was head of cultural initiatives at Google, um, became such an incredible mentor to me, who ended up bringing me in um, to the work with Google. And Elise, that was an Elise Collective's first client, um, you know, which was incredible. Think that is, I was just going to say it's incredible. <laughs> Um, so once that kind of like happened, I was like, I definitely need to do my own thing. No. So see, so that's what exactly what I wanted to yeah. lead you. So it was like, you, you didn't know it was going to happen. And then something big happened and you were like, it's happened. I just created, I made this happen. That's, exactly. that's amazing. So we kind of like talked about wellness and whatnot, and we don't need to go too deep into Ness, but now that we're at this this part of my uh, interview about wellness. I want to talk to you about the nest, but I also want to talk to you about, and this is not part of our interview, but just like surfing and wellness and like everything that you've embodied this summer from what I've seen, because I think health, wellness, mental wellness goes much deeper than, you know, loving a trampoline or loving whatnot. And I, you know, when I saw that you surfed, it really it really brought me to this like special place of being like, wow, she really loves like mother earth and the ocean. And like, it, it runs deeper than like just doing a workout class. You know, like people think I'm super weird for like wanting to go ground myself, like physically put my feet in the sand and like have that moment. And I was like, I kind of feel like she understands what that feeling feels like. So including the nest, including wellness, like yeah. trying to bring it all in one. Can you kind of like give us your new vibe of wellness now that things totally. have shifted and they've shifted for me too being a yoga instructor but I love that you do use natural components of life not digitally which has probably been incredible for yourself absolutely so there's two parallels between surfing and honestly the trampoline workout that I have you know just recently discovered um that has changed my kind of workout wellness view and it all has to do with um the mental part of it so I've always worked out. I've always been active. Um, and I, but I still hadn't found something that really I could kind of shut off my mind to. And that's mm-hmm. honestly when I found the trampoline and I found the trampoline workout prior to the nest at a different studio where I actually met my business partners. And, you know, when you do, and this is the same uh, parallel to surfing, when you're doing these two types of workouts, you can't think about anything else. Um, especially uh, the Ness trampoline classes, the bounce classes, because of how, um, we have them set up is there, you know, there's three different parts. You, um, you're learning, um, a sequence that's different every single time. And so your mind is completely focused on this because if it's not, you're lost. Right. And it was probably how I was telling you that I couldn't catch the beat. I was probably thinking about something else. But not even, not even beat. No, but not even beat based. It's it's like it's. I call it. I've said this like a million times. It's my 
mental meditation because I, you can't, you have to think about what you're doing at that moment. You can't think about your to-do list. You can't think about what you're doing after. Right. You can't think about what you're doing, you know, a fight you had with a friend or whatever. You really have to focus on that. And so getting off that trampoline after class, I'm so, I feel so much better and physically. Of course there's, I could go into a million. Right. The trampoline is good for lymphatic <laughs> drainage, low impact, you know, even, you know, just weight loss, like full body toning, like everything. But it's not why I got addicted to it. It was right. because of the mental release. Right. It's such a mental release for me. And surfing, and I'll tell you a funny story because you know Kit. Um, <laughs> talking about surfing um, with Cynthia Rowley uh, for a while. And she's a big surfer. And it was like two or three summers ago, I was, we were having coffee and it was right by her store in Montauk. And I was like, this is the summer I'm going to do it. Like, but I think, I think internally I was a little scared. Like it was like a little, of course, yeah, just a little scared. And she had her dog and she was like, wait, we watch, we watch him for a second. And I was like, sure. And she comes back out and she had gone into her store and she put this hot, this bright yellow wetsuit in a bag. She put it on my arm and she was like, now you have no more excuses. And I was like, shit. No, Literally. <laughs> Literally, if she handed me a wetsuit, I'd be like, so I'm stuck. Um, and literally, I think that weekend I took my first lesson. Um, and it's hard. And you get beaten up by the water. And you, like, it's frustrating. But it's been such an amazing, again, mental release for me. Because you're out there. You can't look at your phone. You so nice. Like, I mean, even when you're working at, you know, you see these girls in class, like, filming themselves. Ugh. And, like, doing all this shit. And can't it's like, even. you can't. You're out on the water with your surf instructor. And... And you, and you're just out, you know, you've got to figure, <laughs> figure it out. Um, and I have the best instructor, Pat. Um, <laughs> in He's Pat, what up? Thanks, lesson. Pat. <laughs> yes. Um, DM me for his contact. He's great. Um, he teaches uh, Cynthia's daughter, too. Um, but yeah, those two, I mean, I think thinking about it from a, a workout wellness uh, perspective, it's all about the mental release for me. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So before we get personal, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you would give someone who is leaving a company and starting their own endeavor and really dipping their toes into multiple pools or oceans, as I might want to mm, say? Love that. Um, best part of advice is, and something I need to tell myself every day, so don't think I have it figured out, <laughs> is to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. uh, as cliche as that sounds. And also, fake it till you make it. I know that everyone, you know, that's such a saying. No, I couldn't agree more. It's so true. Everyone's doing it. So don't think that you're, you know, and I think. (laughs) I'm so with you. (laughs) The more confidence you have in yourself, the more, like, successful you will be. Absolutely. Um, And stay true. Just stay true to what you want to do. And don't let outside noise let you um, overthink things. Because everyone, everyone has an opinion. Absolutely. Every single, every single thing that matters is yours. I love that. I love that so much. So really quickly in one sentence, what would you say a typical day for Drea looks like? It could be, it could be, it could be three sentences, no more than three. Well, I mean, there is no typical day. Okay. There is no. Okay. Can you tell us what the tip? Okay. Can you tell us what a typical crazy day is like, like, like the day with Nordstrom, which I'm sure was like a crazy day. Just like so a I quick, think, a quick spew. Yeah, no, I, I feel like a typical day is there's always a workout involved. There's always, um, you know, four or five meetings involved, <laughs> whether it's with new people um, and, and new brands, 
or um, my team or, um, you know, just catch ups with other CEOs and entrepreneurs and seeing what they're doing. Um, and, you know, obviously pre COVID, it was, you know, jumping to several different events and right. now it's really more like intimate dinners and, um, you know, side hustles. I mean, I think I feel like I have like 10, but like, but they're so important, you know, I mean, one thing I couldn't relate to during, um, kind of going up on a tangent, but no, it's okay. I love this. When it was during COVID people were like, I'm so bored. I have no, I have no, I have nothing to do. And I was just like, I'm the opposite because now I have at least some downtime to do all the things I wanted to do, like Oak Rock by Drea, like another, you know, kind of type of business that like, you know, creatively gets me more motivated. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like there, I'm always doing something new. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> doing a lot of things. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think like the column for him magazine, totally new, but that's another kind of project. Um, so yeah, no typical day. Sorry for the roundabout answer. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's very, very fine. And, you know, I just, I've asked every single human this question, but how did COVID affect your business? Um, oh God, I mean, in good and bad ways. Um, um, you can say bad ways, but like, I feel that most people, obviously when it hit, it was negative for everyone, but I do feel most people have had a silver lining. Now that we're in September, I do feel that a lot yeah. of people have had a really great silver lining. And well, so here's, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it from the Nest perspective. We didn't have digital pre-COVID and we, you know, my two partners, we came together like nobody's business and started filming and putting together a digital platform and getting it out there in the press and getting it, you know, with, with tons of new users. We just launched an app and now we have this touch point with people from everywhere. Right. Um, we have over 500 people signed up right. and doing our, our platform. We have bounce classes. We have school classes. We are doing our second reset right now. Um, and it's such a community building um, kind of, I mean, it's just, we have our Zoom classes as well still, which like our regulars go of into. Course. Obviously like in real life. But I think, you know, we could have just closed our studio and been really sad. Mm-hmm. Not had a really like, you know, digital touch point. And instead we kind of pivoted into a very successful second part of the business. Well, that's amazing. I just think it's super important that, you know, people get really down and negative during these times. And I do find that there is a silver lining, whether it's having more time to maximize your time to do something that you couldn't have done before. Or I just think, I just think it's a really important thing to, you know, we all harp on the negatives, whether it was being alone or whatnot, but I do think there have been silver linings, whether it's being able to spend more time with family or people exactly. are getting closer or whatnot. But I do think it's important to mention how COVID positively impacted things, like being able to make it, I guess, a national-based company. You know what I mean? Totally agree. And also, you know, from a personal standpoint, I went home um, to California. I was fortunate enough where I had, my parents had a place, um, in Napa where I could, um, quarantine for 14 days. And then I got to spend a couple weeks with them and it was such a special time. Like I would have thought, Oh, I'm going to be living with my parents. Like, and it was a period of time. I wasn't going there to like live for the next like month. Right. We had the most amazing conversations. Um, and it was just so, it was such a unique special time and I'll never forget that feeling and that 
um, that closeness that we were all able to kind of develop. And that was a hundred percent. It's been a highlight of COVID. Absolutely. And I think a highlight for me too, I don't know why I'm talking about myself. This isn't an interview about me, but yeah, like getting that time to spend that, like you would never, you would never get like to be able to spend, you know, two weeks or 24 hours on end with your family or, you know, getting to see my little nephew go from not walking to walking and talking. Like it's just, it has been a very, there have been downs, 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 but there have been highs, highs, highs. So I just felt it was important to mention that. And, you know, I'm going to close it with this. So you are the ultimate beach babe. Like when I see you, I'm like, okay, Hadi, yes. Tell us how the waves were today. <laughs> are you in a relationship or are you single? If you are single, I would love to know what you're looking for in someone. I'm a big soul person. Like I never look at someone's looks. I deeply like look into their eyes and I'm like, you're good or you're bad. Um, not to get into my own self because I'm happy and in love. But do you feel, and this is something I have not asked anyone yet, one, are you looking for someone? And again, I have no idea if you're with anyone. But two, has your idea of love changed since COVID? Interesting. Okay, so I am 100% single. <laughs> Ladies, um, gents, she's single. <laughs> I am single. And I don't think my what, I've, what I'm looking for has changed. It's more, it's maybe more present than ever. Um, I'm in a place where I want that in my life. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very independent. I mean, I moved here and you moved to New York from San Francisco and I knew maybe two people. Um, and I built my entire adult life out here. Um, and my friend, you know, my friends are my family and my family has met my friends that are family. Um, and you know, I'm just in a place where, where I want that. Um, and I think, I think I just want someone that also respects that entrepreneur independent side, um, but wants to, you know, come together as, as one and build, build something together. Absolutely. And do you feel like COVID, like, I feel like when I talk to people, their ideas of like, it's not that their ideas of love have changed, but you know, you hear about these couples that started dating before COVID and rushed into, not rushed in, but you know, are moving in already and who knows, they'll probably get engaged next year. But, and I think that's very unrealistic. I just think that that's like Mm -hmm. a very unrealistic way to think. But I do think that if I was single right now, I feel like what I used would have thought about love would have changed just because I feel like I love harder now than I did before because I appreciate what we didn't have. So I'm curious as someone single, if like maybe let's pretend, let's pretend you were someone who had a list of things that they wanted in Mm -hmm. a guy, which you totally could. Is it more like that's lessened because you're like, I see the importance of what it is. And and even now you just listed the things that really matter to you. But do you like, do you feel that COVID has changed? Like when you do start to like, when it feels comfortable to date again, I don't even know when that is, but do you feel that like your ways of dating might be a little bit different than they were last time or what you were looking at might be a little different? Yes. But I also think it's been very interesting to see how people cope with what's going on. Right. I think that has been a really, um, important, not red flag, but it's just something to really look at because as we, we kind of started this conversation, it was like, what are the silver linings? What are the positives? Yes, of course we could name a hundred million things that are going wrong, but, but look, we're, we're positive, you know, we're healthy. We're sitting here having totally and like, those are the things that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if someone doesn't have those kind of priorities in check, 
then that's something that maybe I would always notice, but notice very mm, early. On. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was just like super curious because for me, I'm I'm with somebody who, yeah. uh, knock on wood, is my forever <laughs> human. But you know, I just I could only imagine that your vibes about people and, and not just dating men. It, it it's friendships you know it's it's every one it's how you do one thing is how you do everything I've said this in like the last four podcasts I feel like everyone's gonna hate me but it's so true so I was just curious how you felt about that and I couldn't agree more it's like seeing how people react like now you're like a little bit more like aware of how their reactions are to things and you know maybe if they overreact and you're like well life is too short so chill bucko exactly exactly um and you know I also think it's it's important to still not rush things. I mean, I know things, times are so different, but I think a lot of couples are maybe they were just so desperate for someone because it is a really lonely time. And I get it. I've been alone and during this entire time and, and especially in the heart of the pandemic, you know, my family's in California, so right. like I could, you know, go, go there. Um, and I think that's maybe, I mean, I'm not judging anyone, but that's, I don't know it's a different time, right? So it's like, is that really the right thing to do? Are you really feeling those ways? Or is it because we're in the height of a pandemic that support? So, you know, it can go either way. That's why, that's why I also mentioned it now because we're in September and I feel like, I don't know if you are going to date soon yet or not. I don't even know what that world is like. So you better text me and let me know how your first date goes. I really, I like really need to know. my friend actually just um, set me up with someone and I'm supposed to get a socially distanced drink with him soon. So I will keep you posted. Yeah, please let me know how it goes. I'm really during the pandemic. Yeah, I just like need to know how it is. Like I just need to know how it's going. But you know, I just wanted to know from somebody else who isn't in a relationship if that's gonna change how you view relationships now. And you know, I just have to ask, how have your like friendship has that your friendships changed or any relationships on that spectrum changed? Because for my own self I have fully noticed who cares and who the fuck yes. does not care. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it's just who checks in on you. Um, and yep. who, it's been very interesting too, to see who I've been speaking to on a regular basis and what types of conversations I've had, right? Mm-hmm. They're real conversations. They're real FaceTime. I don't need to talk to them every day. Totally. They do, they're, they're very much, you know, meaningful. What's, what's really going on. Exactly. They're meaningful. Um, and I think, you know, it also goes back to even when you're looking for someone to date, it's how they're dealing with the situation. If someone is constantly negative and all they're doing is talking about the news and this news, I mean, yes, of course there's a negative thing. There's 20 negative things that happen by the hour. Too many. And if you are spending your time, um, with someone that is constantly bringing those up, you know, it's just, it's not a positive influence. Um, and so I think more. a lot of, there's been, there's definitely been people that I have distanced myself, um, <laughs> even, you know, electronically because it's not good for my mental health. Yeah. No, I couldn't and agree you have more. To, I think, I think that's another thing I kind of realized that I'm just realizing now is <laughs> you're, you have to be a little bit selfish when it comes to your mental health and who, who you are giving your energy to. And I struggle with that all the time. It's a, it's boundaries. Um, but I think it's definitely put COVID has definitely put uh, a bigger highlight around that. Well, honestly, Drea, thank you for answering everything and beyond. And I just have to say, 
one, you're a warrior for going through COVID alone. I wish I knew you. I wish I knew you in the height of it. I would have, I know. I, well, I would have like, I literally would have like met you across the way and like, like got us walkie talkies and like talked. Um, but you know, but you know what? It's like, God forbid this happens again. I, I have also reached out to people that I'm like, these are quality people that I feel like I may, I hope to talk to you after this, but I, it's like, I'm like, I also felt confidence during this time to be like, I kind of feel like me and this person would have really good conversations and talks like, which I never would have before because everyone was so busy to even answer anybody. Like right. who knows if you would have read my, e- who knows if you would have just flipped past, which is something. I would have. <laughs> With genuine um, energy. And I always love to get you know, get back to people. I think that's well, I really, really appreciate it. And I really appreciate everything that you brought and all the honesty you had. And, you know, just even looking at you and just like, I can feel, I can feel your energy from here. So thank you for coming on the vibe and everyone follow Drea. I will put it all on my episode highlights and I just really appreciate you. And thanks for coming on the vibe, my babe. Thank you. (laughs) Have a great day, lover. You too.